0: Well, first time for everything. I mean, if you thought we weren't professional before, you definitely know it now. we got Ross here to give us the sauce. I think that's going to be the name of our little segment here. The sauce with Ross. About conference realignment, dude. Okay, we don't want to keep you here all day because we know you're camping. And and, and and I don't know much about what that entails. But as I can see, you're in the element. Uh, never mind. That there's a ho- I almost wonder whether or not you're just staying in that hotel. They just came out there by the woods right next to it to tell us you're, you're the man of the wilderness. But anyway, conference realignment has been getting a lot of shit in the press and, and, and all this sort of stuff going on. Um And I don't even know where to begin with it, but a lot of people care. And they care a lot because it has to do with ACC. There's all these teams potentially flipping and going all these places. There's Bubba Cunningham, you know, basically telling everybody that, hey, Florida State needs to chill, which I'm off. Anything Bubba says, I'm going to get behind it. Uh, You know, so give us a quick rundown. Like, you are plugged in here, all right? (laughs) College football season is damn near upon us. And it is like it's a Bravo show right now. So, so give us the give us the, the, the lowdown, the sauce,
1: all right? So, I mean, how far can we going to go back? I mean, it's all started when Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12 for the SEC, which is going to happen, I think, next year. That kind of started things. And then USC and UCLA left the Pac-12 to go to the Big 10. So that kind of started this two-major conference realignment situation. And then recently, th- the big news that just happened was Colorado jumped from the Pac-12 to the big 12, Arizona, Arizona state, Utah joined them. And then uh, Washington and Oregon left the pac 12 and jumped to the big 10. So a lot of schools are moving around. Basically there's four teams left in the pac 12. They don't have a conference. You got Stanford, Cal, Washington state, Oregon state. They don't have a conference. They have four teams. And then the ACC is stuck in this grant of rights deal, which is where obviously UNC comes to play where no team in the ACC can get out of the grant of rights until 2036. So they're stuck making a lot less money than the SEC teams and the big 10 teams where they're stuck in this like very antiquated ESPN TV deal, which drives everything. And so now you have teams like Florida state and Clemson, the main ones who think they should be making a lot more money to be able to compete with the SEC teams and the big 10 teams. They're not making that money, which gives them a huge disadvantage for the next 10, 15 years unless they can get out of the grant of rights and the ACC. That's kind of where the drama is locally in North Carolina and along the East Coast.
0: Man, that hey, actually makes a lot of sense. Sorry, I, before no, go I didn't mean to cut you off, Tyler. Like, I didn't I didn't know any of that shit. That's brilliant. <laughs> like, so yeah. that's interesting. Go ahead, T. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Yeah, Ross. So that's real brilliant. But you also have to give credit to uh, the lawyer for working for the ACC. Uh, don't you think that he may have speculated – down the line, this he could have forecasted and said, hey, these schools may realign, so this is a way to keep the ACC yeah. intact. But with that contract, my question is, can Damn, teams – that's also brilliant. So, yeah, <laughs> great lawyer, by the way. Whoever did that, amazing job. So could other teams enter into that contract with the ACC, and would teams be willing to take that contract with that situation – Uh, and kind of hold them hostage until that contract expires. So what I'm saying is I've heard a lot about Stanford and also Cal maybe joining the ACC. Rumors everywhere. If they do join, would they be held on that same contract? And would they join uh, knowing what the situation is and how long they'd have to stay in the ACC? Or would that be a deal breaker?
1: Yeah, we call that a multi-tiered question there, Tyler. Um, so yes, the grant of rights was created. The the grant rights was created because Maryland left. And so John Swafford and the lawyers got together and said, we can't have all this realignment. We don't want other teams leaving. So after Maryland left is when they all signed into this grant of rights, locking them in this TV deal with ESPN until 2036. So you're correct on that's why it was created to, to stabilize the conference. And now it's kind of coming back to bite them in the ass. Um. yes, if Stanford and Cal were to join, they would sign into the grant of rights. They would just kind of be part of that deal moving forward. They would get a TV revenue split. They'd be part of the conference. But then think about this. The, the ACC would have to split their money in, in two more ways. So other teams would get less money if they add teams like Stanford and Cal. SMU was mentioned. Um, so And there's not much value. This is, this is what happened in the last week or so. There's not much value in adding a Stanford and Cal because their football programs don't generate a lot of revenue. They're not a desirable property. Um, now the, the San Francisco TV market, and that is an attractive market, but is it really worth it to add these West Coast teams where it's going to be very expensive for a Duke or Carolina to have to fly out their field hockey team, fly out their volleyball team? Um, you know, that, is a, that costs a lot of money if you do that a couple times mm-hmm. a year for different sports teams. And Stanford and Cal just bring nothing to the table in terms of football. SMU sound kind of the same way. The issue is you want to add teams that bring value. So that's why Texas and Oklahoma jumped to the SEC. They bring a massive amount of value for the SEC. Same with USC. It's a big brand. They bring a lot of value to the Big yeah. Ten. Oregon's pretty good. Oregon and Washington are pretty big programs. I don't think they're I think they would want Carolina ahead of Oregon or Washington, but Carolina can't get out of the Grant of Rights. Now UNC is in a good spot when this grant of rights ends or whenever they figure out a way to get out of it. Maybe say in ten years because UNC, like Clemson and Florida State, are desirable football programs. And what makes UNC attractive and Virginia attractive is that the SEC and the Big Ten have no um, have no TV, uh, you know, no no big teams in North Carolina, or Virginia. They don't have any teams in North Carolina, or Virginia. So it makes getting that TV markets in Charlotte and Raleigh and Richmond. In other parts of Virginia, attractive to add to uh, add money to that deal with ESPN or Fox Sports.
0: So let's say that this all makes a lot of sense, and I think the average fan doesn't quite realize just how football programs work, including me to a large extent, right? Like they just don't understand where the money really is. Somebody, the average casual fan's gonna look at Washington and be like, "What." But you know, to your point, there's geography, there's alumni, yep. there's all these things. There's a lot of money going around in football. I think there's a lot of people that still think Carolina's basketball team generates more revenue than their football. You know, it's like there's, there's those things that I think average average folks have to contend with. So it's it's really really interesting. And to me, it's like, um, you know obviously Florida State and Clemson are the two biggest football assets really two biggest assets in the ACC and so if we lose them right i, I just this is an interesting like fight right i you yeah. know i never really thought about it cuz cuz i think people like me i'm like all right Stanford i, I get the <laughs> the fact that they're on the west coast and we are the Atlantic Coast conference like it's kind of stupid but but those two teams you're kind of like all right this is cool like they're i know who they are like they have good players and good programs like it'd be fun to watch those games but it's so much more complicated than that and um is there any way i guess that you see uh some deal getting struck where the ACC maybe it's not Clemson or but do you see them bringing in other people and and do you cuz there is a buyout in this right it's an expensive ass buyout
1: yeah so yeah, so to leave ACC right now, it's almost like a half a billion to leave when you include the TV rights in there because the ACC owns the TV rights. So mm-hmm. even if Florida State w- were to buy out of the ACC, there's a exit fee. Even if Florida State were to leave, the ACC still owns their TV rights. So what conference is going to take Florida State if they can't get the TV rights to Florida State? The ACC would wow. still own them until 2000. That's a the weird mess. thing. It's complicated. Yeah. It, it's very complicated. Um and Stanford, like yeah, it makes sense because Stanford's academics are strong. They have tons of they have a really good women's soccer team, really good volleyball team, swimming. Like they're a really good athletic program, but they don't have the eyeballs for football. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have you know you don't have packed bars getting hyped to watch mm-hmm. Stanford football yeah. take on the mentality. So they're like, Dude, we don't we're better than the ACC is what a, a team like Florida State and Clemson's thinking. Like we want to get to the SEC where we can make as much money as Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Florida, those teams, and compete at that level. Um, So they're kind of thinking their football is just bigger than the ACC, and so they want to get out and start making better money so they can recruit, they can get coaches, they can build facilities. It's all an arm race. It's an arms race for coaches and facilities, and they have to have TV money and the bigger revenue share in order to make that happen.
2: Hey, Ross, real quick, do you see any teams leaving the ACC and doing a buyout?
1: Not in the next like five years, because the the exit fee does decrease every year, like every year okay. you stay in longer, it gets cheaper to leave. so I say in five All years right. it could it could happen. Florida State's trying to get outside investments from a private equity firm to figure out if, if they need to get you know two hundred million three hundred million they've They've talked to private equity firms to figure out the money like. It's crazy, like that's never happened before. I mean, people even think about the Saudis, and like, like that's how crazy it's gotten yeah. to where Florida State and Clemson, Florida State mostly, is trying to figure out a way to get out, and that's gonna take a lot of money, it's gonna take a lot of lawyers, and it does decrease over time, Tyler. Where I, I, ten years, you know, they AC might might even dissolved. It might be dissolved in, in twenty thirty, maybe, where it's cheaper and, and it just makes more sense for um, for teams to get out. I'll be interested to see if they add anybody. Like, I don't know what program. Or what school would be interesting? Would be make sense to add? I always thought like a West Virginia would make sense, maybe, but they don't. They don't have a.
2: What about Connecticut?
1: Yeah, I mean, Connecticut makes sense, but I don't think Connecticut football really drives things. Um, Basketball makes tons of sense, but I don't think Connecticut football makes sense.
2: So, so that was that was going to be my next question. Who do you think is most likely? Do you think the ACC stays put as it is, or do you think there's going to be? a couple other schools that may come in because to me, just looking at it, uh, Stanford and California, they don't make sense. It's it's a West coast uh, and neither one of them are football powerhouses. I know Stanford has a lot of great athletic programs, but that, let's listen, let's be honest. A lot of those programs aren't money generating programs. So this is a money issue and they aren't going to just come in here because they have good programs. You got to make money.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you'd have to look to the lesser conferences, like the AAC um, you know I mean a sun I just don't see a Sunbelt team being able, like look I mean I think App State's got a great football program they just don't have the money like they don't have the the, the national yeah. brand um, you know Connecticut you know schools like Houston um, East Carolina Tulane like that Cincinnati those are the next level of schools you look to like Cincinnati kind of makes sense right they're kind of like the next tier below well, your boy Wes Miller there like I mean well, well they just joined the Big 12 yeah. I think so they're sitting, they're sitting pretty. So,
2: yeah. So I I would think that maybe the ACC is kind of vulnerable because here, you know, in about ten years they may be in a situation like the Pac-10, uh, you know, four teams. But uh, if if UNC were to leave, what conference most likely would you think they would join? The big Big Ten, Big Twelve, SEC?
1: What do you think? I, I think either the Big Ten or the SEC. I think academically and kind of um, what makes more sense would be the Big Ten academically, like kind of the prestige of, like, a Michigan yeah. and uh, those schools. But, I mean, I think I would want the SEC. I think those road trips would be awesome. I, I think when it when push comes to shove in 2000, uh, you know, 2036, like, they'll have their pick. I think they'll be very attractive um, in the SEC or the Big Ten. I think, I think it makes sense with South Carolina and Tennessee. Those are natural rivalries, um, you know, pretty easy road mm-hmm. trips for UNC fans, too. So I think the, the SEC makes a lot more sense geographically. Um, I think academically, uh, the Big Ten makes sense.
0: All right, now all. I would follow yeah. up on that. Okay, which is why isn't UNC in this conversation too? And, and 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 to kind of just flesh that out a little bit. I'm trying to be really truly unbiased here and not ask this as a a, a Carolina stand, right? But you got Florida State, you got Clemson. And I, I do think that Carolina is is the third biggest football program in the kind. I don't really think the other other programs are all that close. I might be missing one and and I might be wrong about that. Like actually Boston College kind of strikes me as a as a a football program that kind of like is the centerpiece, right? But aside from that, and and you mentioned Virginia and that sort of stuff, like why why isn't why isn't UNC in the same camp? As Clemson and Florida State.
1: Yeah, I I think it's kind of this old school um, tradition. Like UNC is the ACC. And I think they are, I think Bubba is trying to be a leader and trying to hold things together um, and not trying to step out and and kind of bark like Florida. I mean, he used that term. He said Florida State needs to quit barking. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they're taking Mm -hmm. their time. I think there's tons of back channel conversations happening. About, you know, in five years, what it's going to look like. In 10 years, are we positioned well? Um, so I think they're just, they're trying to be a, a good teammate in the ACC and holding it together. And look, it, the revenue is going to be lower than the SEC in the Big Ten, so they're going to have to deal with it. It's just kind of the nature of it. This grant of rights, it sucks, but it holds things together, and uh, it's, it's hard to get out of. Like, if people could leave, like Florida State would have left yet if they could leave. They just can't. So um, they're going to have to deal with it for a little while longer. Um, So we're going to have another discussion in in two years, three years, five years. It'll be very interesting. Um, I mean, this stuff is it's it's almost like succession. You know, it's like so much drama, so much backroom dealings, um, TVs involved, CEOs are involved, donors are involved, um, presidents, athletic directors. It's super complicated and super interesting, too.
0: It definitely is, man, and they're going to have to get creative at the end of the day. You know, this all revolves around a TV contract and media is changing and with NIL and all that sort of stuff. Like, I think it's just going to boil down to, you know, the ACC is going to have to get creative outside of the current construct, right? And I think, you know, it's it's hard hard to match like a multi-billion dollar or however much, you know, TV deal that SEC and Big Ten and those guys have. Um, But, you know, I think think that's where – you know what it's all going to boil down to is is how things are going to look in the future are basically just you know not constrained to these massive TV deals because revenue comes from everywhere now so it's really a fascinating conversation. Yeah. Um. You know he that was awesome conversation. Ross is in the middle of uh, Narnia uh, out there. It looks like he is off the side of I eighty five at a Ramada, a red roof Inn. Um just off in the woods, at where the creek like might be a ditch. But anyway, fascinating conversation. Um, we'll we'll bring him back on when he gets back. He might be using their Wi Fi. Yeah, I mean, he said he was using their Wi Fi. He yeah. probably had the wrong room. I wonder over. if he's getting the buffet. Um, no, yeah, he could be. I mean, I, I it respect is. Him I think it's twelve sixteen, so the uh, continental breakfast probably just ended, and also you know it's right around checkout time. So, however, he was hacking into their to their Wi-Fi, you know, they probably are like, hey, dude, you're supposed to be checked out. You know, late checkouts at a motel of six. All right. So um, anyway, thank you to Ross for joining us. Um, we will uh, <laughs> do our best to salvage that video. Um, but fascinating stuff, man. And, and this is to, to, to wrap up that conversation to you. This is like, honestly, I feel sort of vindicated because remember when this whole shit went down with live in the PGA Tour. I warned the NCAA. I was like, you gotta watch out because this stuff is different. And I heard Ross mention that even like there's crazy rumors going around about even maybe Saudis getting involved in this sort of stuff, right? And it's not the Saudi thing here. It's it's the fact that there are things that are challenging norms financially in sports now that that I think these traditional sort of constructs just aren't ready for. And I admire UNC for 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 what they're trying to do but one a question I can't help but ask myself is 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 UNC gonna wind up looking like Roy McElroy in this whole situation when when something else evolves and into a, a better a bigger better product uh, with more money flowing around and you know well, well, I don't so know the answer to that I'm not smart enough
2: I, I just want to say something real quick I I um I don't think – I really like what Bubba said. And mm-hmm, I don't I do think too. it's right that Florida State uh, gets a, a bigger chunk. Uh, you should have looked at the contract and not signed it if you Hell didn't yeah. like Deal's
0: it. It was a deal, man. Uh, yeah,
2: and that is on the contract. Um, but I don't think that – you know, it's going to be interesting because I don't think UNC has made a hard stance to stay in ACC. Mm-hmm. I think they see what's on the horizon, and I think that uh, Bubba's doing everything to kind of see – What's going to put UNC in the best possible position? Because these conferences, like Ross mentioned, they might not be around in 10 mm-hmm. years. And we've talked about this. Yeah. With all these conference realignment, we don't know what's going to happen. And also, I've said this before, I just don't think conferences are going to be around uh, in 10 yep. years. I don't think it's really all that feasible. Uh, the way that college has turned into just looking at uh, you know revenue, and it's it's become more of a business in college uh, athletics, so I, I just do not see um, conferences being around in ten years.
0: I think, dude, the our favorite sports make you know structure is what makes most sense here in college sports, and that's that's uh like professional soccer, you know, yeah. like w- the way that they do it makes so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Why is Division One, Division Two, Division Three like a thing? Like, have your fifth? I don't know how <laughs> how Premier League, whatever Euro League shit works but I think I generally understand that your best teams play in the best league. Now, there's there's some turnover, right? Because like kids graduate and they go out. This is not theoretically a professional league, even though these guys generate some professional numbers, right? Um, but the same thing is true in soccer, right? The guys that played on the team last year, like, like Messi was on some team last year, and he ain't there this year. So it's like they're not graduating, but there's still turnover. <laughs> so yeah. like, why don't you take the top 50 teams Of course, everybody. I'm sure that there's shit that people argue about how those teams are ranked and how all this stuff works. I get it. You're never gonna have a perfect system, system. but you could consistently run your best best teams out, and then imagine what happens. And you don't have to do the same thing in 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 basketball and football, Mm -hmm. right? And and all these other sports. Like they could all have their own tiers. And imagine imagine a league in which every game that gets played gets played, there there are fewer games, perhaps, and they don't have, but the quality of the games would be so much higher. Like, imagine <clears throat> the top 25 or, like, just the top 50 is a league, and every game you play is, like, and then your top half goes to a tournament. doesn't even have to be 60 14. It solves a lot of problems. And you get in to that tournament it, by winning in the lower rungs, right I don't, I don't know man there's just so many like common sense ways I feel like that yeah. can theoretically solve this problem. Um, I don't know, man it's, it's just such a fascinating conversation.
2: Well you know the thing that sometimes makes college basketball in particular in college sports is a Cinderella story mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think it'd be hard to find that but I do like uh, what you're saying here and would also force teams like a duke look at their home schedule yep. and the home strength of schedule before the ACC uh, conference starts. You know, they, I would argue that they play a very uh, weak home schedule uh, before conference play yeah. every year. Yep. And, um, you know, it forced teams to play teams uh, that are good and their strength of schedule would definitely be tougher. But it's going to be interesting. You're right. They need some some type of structure. Uh, and something's got to be right. Uh, something's got to be figure – got to figure something out. Uh, because the ACC, I don't like the breakup. I like the rivalries. I like the teams playing against the teams. I I love the conference. I love the ACC. I would hate for it to leave, but uh, it doesn't look like, you know, in years to come, this is going to be feasible for every team to stay around.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, the rivalry between Maryland and and North Carolina was always awesome, right? It's not there anymore, but guess what? Like, new things occur. Like, it grows. It evolves. It becomes whatever. Like, nobody likes the change. Um... But it's inevitable, and and I think, um, yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how how all this shakes down. Ross is plugged in, man. We're going to start having him on a lot more as we dig in, especially to college football. Because, dude, that guy's forgotten more about college football than I've ever known in my life. I don't even know if I could, <laughs> I couldn't name, I couldn't name five facts that he doesn't know. Um, so appreciate him joining us, and
2: um, love having him on.